brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, suds. It's time for more suds. It is definitely time for more suds. Welcome to the suds episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. My host today, this is good old boy Mike, by the way, and uh, joining me are good old boy Dave. Hey, yo, what up? <laughs> good old gal Juliana. Hey, guys. Reverend Mark. Hi, y'all. And joining us by Skype today is good old boy Zane. Hey, hey. <laughs> all right. Our Southern segments are all about beer, beer, and more beer. And what we're going to talk about today is a brewery takeover from Against the Grain. But first up, Zane is going to get the honor of going over our Suds ratings for today. We'll be, dis- we'll be tasting and discussing these beers and rating them with the Suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds. Here are the ratings now. One, that sucks. Give me anything but a bud. Number two, was that a belch? Uh. Three, ah, what a relief. Four, a body should really not make that noise. Five, listen to that hang time, give me another. All right, Zane, so I'm going to say if you signed up for method acting classes, ask for your money back. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> that was a good that? try. I would give his reading a four. A four. How about that? A body should really not make that sound. Good job, Zane. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Today's show is a brewery takeover episode. We'll be talking about beers from one brewery today, and that is going to be Against the Grain, based in Louisville, Kentucky. Make sure you uh, actually say Louisville correct, or they'll actually make you swim back across the Ohio River to Indiana if you uh, don't get that correct. So um, the beers we're going to discuss today are all from uh, Against the Grain, and their names are Citra Ass Down, The Brown Note, 35K, Bay and Pepper Your Brits, Kentucky Ride Chicken, and five roses from the all funked up series, the Coles version on Red Cypress. Those are the beers that we have to review for today. Uh, Zane doesn't have access to all these beers, but he does have access to quite a few of these and has had some of these in the past as well. So uh, I've asked Dane and uh, Dane, Dane and Zane. I've asked Dave and Zane to uh, cover an well, overview of Dane, are you I know. Here? I just give Is me that another like beer. Brangelina? I did probably. <laughs> it's it's whatever it is. It's pathetic. I can tell you that. So, uh, so Dave, why don't you tell us all about uh, Against the Grain? Sure. Um, Against the Grain Brewery, or ATG, was established by brewer Sam Cruz. Uh, Jerry Nagy? Is that how you sound? We'll give you a good one on that. I'm going to say Ganagi. <laughs> pretty close. I just to piss right. him off. Um, Adam Watson and restaurateur Andrew Ott in September of 2011. ATG located at Slugger Field, a Louis- Louisville. 
premiere. Ooh, that was close, wasn't it? Yeah, Israelville's <laughs> premiere Craft Beer. I, you know, oh. We will let you stay in the state for that one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say Louisville. Uh, boasting production of a countless of number of innovative and unique brews, as well as an array of amazing smoked meats. Nothing goes with a good beer like some nice smoked meat. All served at the adjoined restaurant and pub. They have the 150 different beers and a very wide range of styles. So Juliana and I were actually there um, last year. We we went before the um, what's that thing called? Tailgate Winter no, Warmer. Tailspin. Tailspin. Sorry. See, I knew she would do that. That's why I let her into it. Um, no, we were there. <laughs> um, I the food is very good. The beers obviously are, are there's a nice rotating selection all the time. Um, great merch. Just don't go during a Louisville basketball game or you'll be waiting for a while. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. So, Zane, uh, I know you're uh, local to HEG and they recently expanded. So, tell us more about this very common theme in craft brewing right now. In the summer of 2014, uh, ATG announced that they were expanding. Uh, This expansion includes the acquisition of the old Fisher Sips building located 1800 Northwestern Parkway in the uh, Shipping Port Portland neighborhood of Louisville. Uh, At 25,000 square feet, the space is perfect for our current and foreseeable future expansion plans of ATG. Uh, in addition uh, to this brewing facility, it will include a new three-vessel, 30-barrel brew house manufactured by W.M. Springman, and a number of unspecified number of uh, 30 and 60-barrel fermenters and bright tanks for their beers, allowing an initial annual production of uh, 6,500 barrels of beer per year. That's a lot of beer. And that's, that's a lot of beer. Nice. Um, that's, that's a pretty good rate, especially for... Um, uh, you know, a Midwestern microbrewer. Yeah. Uh, they were contract brewing in another place in Maryland prior to this expansion, but uh, as far as I know, that's no longer the case after this expansion. Uh, I don't know where the bottle feathering machine for the Kentucky Ride Chicken's going to go, but hopefully <laughs> they will find space for it because that's, that's hilarious. Uh, they distribute now to about 23 states. And their beer is starting to show up in Western Europe. I've been to their tap room. Uh, I know the brewers. Uh, they're a great bunch. Um, they kind of embody the characters that are on their beer bottles, uh, and kind of this this almost comic over the top personas that they adopt. Hey Zane, um, which one of them is the brown note guy? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, really. I would say that those characters are exactly them, but they kind of have the same over the top, like ridiculous personalities. Um, I honestly hope that the brown note was not directly modeled off me. <laughs> and that was not a personal experience that they had to you know, share and, and make a beer about. <laughs> well, it almost begs the question, when you would walk up to one of them, you know, for small talk, it's like, so, uh, which one of you has been arrested? You know, it's like... I, I, you know, it's flip a coin. Um, <laughs> which one hasn't? Yeah, exactly. I think that's more the the question you should be asking. Uh, So which one of you guys, you know, is is not on some kind of FBI watch list? (laughs) Yeah. 
Well, the one thing that really caught my attention from ATG is just some awesome packaging. Um, the label for the brand note is probably <laughs> one of the the best ones that I've seen in 2014. I mean, it is yeah. just so funny. It's a pair of underwear soiled with a brown streak, you know, <laughs> coming out. So of it. rude! It is. It is, it is awesome. It's just nasty. <laughs> it is. You look at it and you go, "Man, I want that beer." There's something delicious in there. <laughs> Don't look at that, Mama. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, the Kentucky Ride Chicken with the feathers all over the bottle was also just an absolute nightmare for distributors and retailers. Yeah. But frankly, I loved it. <laughs> I just thought it was very innovative. So yeah, this this bottle for Kentucky Ride Chicken after they it has a wax cap on it. So they actually dipped it in wax, and then as the wax as the wax was cooling, they actually rolled the entire bottle in a set of chicken feathers and so it's this bottle it's actually co- covered in wax and chicken feathers and it's just it was they so funny feathered their own beer <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know i just i love the fact that they they seem to have a a real sense of humor um not only about their packaging but i think their approach um to beer in general um with you know, over you know, 150 beers. I mean, I just think that they really are not afraid to to try a wide variety of things. And I noticed through a lot of their beers that a lot of times you can almost see you're actually seeing uh, the evolution of some of their recipes. So they'll have one beer, but they'll have like six different variations of it. Yeah. Um, so one of the ones we're having today, Five Roses, is is an, a good example of that where there were multiple versions of it. And even some of the other beers um, we're having today, I can actually see where they had you know multiple versions over time as well. Some that probably never hit a bottle. I mean, they probably went through a bunch of taproom versions and said, "What do you think? Do you like it?" You know, mm-hmm. so they probably honed in on one. They went, you know, well, we have an equal number of people that like it and hate it, so that hits the metal. Let's bottle it. <laughs> you, you know, um, something like that. Well, I appreciate the background on um, Against the Grain, and um, if you do get a chance to drop by the tap room, it is right inside Louisville Field, uh, Slugger Field, right? Mm-hmm. Right downtown? No, that's correct. It, it's right there in the middle of the ballpark, and yeah. it, it's a beautiful, uh, it's it's both a beautiful brew pub and a beautiful ballpark. Yep. Yeah. Well, um, let's take a quick segment break here. We're going to come back, and then we'll be talking about all of these beers. All right, so uh, let's get right to uh, the beers we have from Against the Grain. So uh, what I've asked uh, each of our hosts to do here is taste all the beers that we had to go through, and they're going to pick their top three, and we'll introduce the beers as we go around until we exhaust introducing all of them. And if we have some time to talk about any of the beers that we didn't pick, uh, we can maybe discuss uh, why um, or uh, what we found in some of those as well. So up first is going to be Reverend Mark. Who's going to uh, okay. go through his top three? All right, All right. Reverend Mark. Have a uh, one to three or three. Uh, to I don't one, care. You, know? you can do it either. Okay. Whatever you want. Surprises. I'll start with I'll start with my third. Okay. Yeah. Since we were already talking about it, 
The one with the rude <laughs> label. <laughs> the brown note. All right. Um, the, I, I like that one because it's 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 a basic mild brown. Huh. Yeah. So so let me tell everybody about this beer. It's a brown ale. Uh, um, it's called the Brown Note. The ABV on this is five uh, percent. Description here from Against the Grain is this brown ale. Uh, this is the brown ale to end all brown ales. Enjoy it because there is no longer any reason to drink another. You have reached the pinnacle. A healthy blend of traditional British malts gives this popular style a semi-sweet, biscuity, slightly roasted flavor. Oats thicken the mouthfeel and a handful of specialty malts add complex chocolate, toffee, and caramel notes. Interesting. I'm reading my own tasting notes uh, beside all this at the same time. Uh, so the hops are mostly traditional, earthy British hops, but we've cooked it up a bit with some Cascade late in the boil just to show those snooty Brits. That we <laughs> are you calling us snooty? I will not ship any more of our British malts over to you. How about that? You backwards Kentucky boy. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Darn colonists. That was snooty wow. and British. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God <laughs> save the queen. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so it's all about the brown note. You gotta give me off this. Reverend Mark, what did you think about What was your tasting notes around the brown, brown note here? Yeah, just in addition to what you've already said. Yeah, I think it was a very noble experience uh, in terms of it being a European malt. I can uh, almost see the, the queen waving. Yeah. Hello! <laughs> I found that it was also the kind of a, a mild brown that uh, is like four seasonal. That is, you know, uh, really cold. It like would be that. excellent in the summer. And today, it's as it warms, I'm thinking, yeah, I could quaff a couple of quarts of this out of a ball jar. <laughs> That's how we roll around here. <laughs> we got the Mason jar out. <laughs> We're down here below the Manson-Nixon line. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hand me another bottle of brown dough. Screw the queen. <laughs> this beer sir, sure does have a pretty smell. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I like that pretty bottle. Okay, back to <laughs> back to business. Back to, back to beer. Back to business. Well, so what's your son's rating on the brown note? Uh, give it a four. A four. How about that? Uh, uh, Body should really not make that sound. So, what else is in your top three? The second one is the thirty-five K. Oh, how about that? All right. So, thirty-five K is a sweet sour. A sweet stout is uh, what the 35K is. This has an ABV of 7.7%. It is uh, not your typical Jelly of the Month Club beer. Dark roasted malt and bittersweet cocoa and coffee flavor and aroma burst from this pitch black stout. The full body and sweetness are derived from the addition of lactose, a.k.a. milk sugar, which is not fermentable by beer yeast. A healthy dose of English Kent Goldings hops provides a counterpoint by this ale's rich and complex maltness. So what's your tasting notes on 35K here? I'd say move over left hand. Huh. <laughs> wow. It's good. It's very, very good. Silky, coca forward, but not uh, cloying. 
Uh, it's heady with hints of a roast coffee, little bit of caramel underneath. I uh, think it's excellent. Hmm. So what's your suds rating on that? I've given that one a four as well. How about that? I probably should really not make that sound. <clears throat> and what's the last in your top three? My last one is the one with feathers all over it. <laughs> you know, yeah. I we're going to have a chicken plucking in the background. You yeah. know, uh, we we don't while we're sitting and recording, but you, the Kentucky you rye. Yep. So, against the grain, uh, Kentucky Rye Chicken, this is a specialty grain, is what it's classified as. Uh, it has an ABV of 6.6%. Here's a description from Against the Grain. Our first barrel aged beer here at Against the Grain is Kentucky Rye Chicken. Named so because, one, it's made in Kentucky. <laughs> Two, thank goodness. I mean, it, you know, <laughs> number two, it has a lot of fry. Uh, duh. <laughs> Can't make this up. For you. And it is actually aged in a rye barrel. I know. Um, let's see. It is actually not chicken. And as we have, uh, and you should know, that uh, chicken refers to anything that is not chicken. Chiquien, which is brewed with marisotter. I, I probably read that poorly, didn't I? Yep, yes. I did. Yep. Thank yep. you. I appreciate that. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, so it's brewed with marisotter, rye malt, caramel rye, and imparting a spicy, fruity, and dry flavor. Then hopped with enough English nugget and Kent Goldings just to balance um, and ferment with our house ale yeast. After fermentation, we move the entire batch into the ATG private dining room and used a Remington a Redemption Rye barrels uh, from our good friends at Strong Spirits. They're staged for five weeks until we felt it had packed up a right amount of residual bourbon flavor and oak flavors, and then we transferred it to a serving tank, and uh, they bottled it from there. So, <clears throat> and then they rolled it in chicken feathers. Yep. <laughs> Of course. So, uh, seriously, that's what appealed to me. I mean, you have to check out the picture of this if you if you've never seen one. So, um, it's really funny. So, uh, what are your tasting notes on against the right here, Reverend Mark? Well, I think you know, for a mid gravity beer, it's still very layered, and it, uh, it's not thick, of course, um, in, in that kind of a layered way. It's not an overly wrought beer, if you will, but it has that rye snap uh, and kind of spice. The barrel aging, which you mentioned, isn't that long, so it's not like in your face. I uh, think it has a mellow kind of roundedness, some very light fruit notes, um, but not cidery. Uh, I just, yeah, I, this was the top one. Hmm. Uh, so what's your suds rating for this then? I'm going to give it the five. Wow. Listen to that hang time. Give me another. Huh. He likes to ride, Eddie. We, we know him. He likes the feathers. That, that, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of things alike in that pair. Catch her in the ride. <laughs> All right. So next up, uh, Juliana is going to uh, give us her top three picks. So sadly, somebody has already trumped me two out of three. Oh, okay. But I at least well, get we, to talk we about have good one. Taste, All right. So we, we, we do, have, though, yeah. don't we? Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, why don't you tell us the two that are duplicates of Reverend Mark's? Well, obviously, the K. RC, um, not mm -hmm. just because of the, the feathers. Kentucky Red Chicken. Yeah. yeah, I'm a big fan of rye ales, and I really love the rye flavor that was in this one. Um, it, it was just great, and for that, I gave it a four. Wow, how about that? Uh, 
My body should really not make that sound. So what else was in your lineup? The other one that I liked is the brown note. And uh-huh. I liked it for many reasons. It's true. It's like it's an all-year kind of brown. But a, the brown ales are the sort of beer that I think lately has been left behind. You know, you're either doing the IPAs, double IPAs, stouts, barrel-age this, barrel-age that. But the brown, but a brown ale is such a great, flavorful, lighter beer that it, I think it's been sort of tossed to the wayside. So the combination of an extraordinary label and a really good batch of beer makes this like one of my favorites. Hmm. So what's your such rating on that? This one's a four as well. A four as well. A body should really not make that sound. Hmm. <clears throat> so uh, what's your other beer that you're going to talk about then? Um, the Bay and Pepper Your Breads. <laughs> uh, you know, she just she goes right to the sour, you know? <laughs> All right. So uh, Bay and Pepper Your uh, Breads. Let me find the sheet on this I'm scrambling oh here we are okay against the grain bay and pepper your breads is a saison and it has an ABV of 5.8% looks like Um, so here's a description from uh, ATG this culinary delight is a rich farmhouse style saison brewed with a generous helping of aromatic Turkish bay leaves and a dose of coarse coarsely ground telecherry black peppercorns. <clears throat> I can say that those are some ingredients that I wouldn't find in a lot of beer. Bay leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I put that in soup, not beer. But anyway, uh, <laughs> the wild fermentation is finished off with uh, cultured bread, uh, and which led to a noticeable sour note as a collaboration between celebrated Louisville chef Josh Lehman and the brewers at Against the Grain. This beer highlights the interplay of cooking and brewing in a single glass. Complex, yet refreshing, this beer has a wild, perfumey aroma that prepares the palate for the tangy, yeasty flavor that mingles with spiciness from the spices as well as fennels produced in fermentation. So that's the description for Against the Grain. So what are your tasting notes on this, Juliana? So I know this is gonna sound weird, but... I love the bay leaves. (laughs) <laughs> I do. So it's it's kind of like my favorite pasta dish minus the tomato sauce. <laughs> it's a beer, not pasta. Yeah, but okay. So you get that bay leaf taste and you got the peppers in there. It's kind of biscuity and a little tart from the bread and then there's this hint of like Meyer lemon in it and to me it's like the perfect Italian dish Mm. minus the tomato sauce (laughs) so what's your son's rating on this pasta dish (laughs) I'm giving it a four a four a body should really make that sound so Hey, uh, Mademoiselle, you you, uh, you want a seed with a beer, right? See. Yes, I can hear the uh, Chianti with a beer. All right. Look how that Italian guy is speaking French. Yeah. <laughs> no. Well, they're close to each other, yes, I know. 
Bonacera. This outrageous accent. Silly King. I know. I, I, I've been back and forth in between Italy and France a little too much. So, yeah, I just, it all kind of goes. With together. a touch of England. Sorry. <laughs> you know, my wife goes to, to France and speaks Spanish. So, you know. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> She looks at him and goes, Senorita, I'll have a baguette. <laughs> Poor favor. <Yeah. laughs> hey, right. They should all be speaking American. <laughs> That's right. If they's all speaking American, we'd be a lot better. That's right. We'd be trying to put bay leaf in beer. <laughs> That's for sure. All right, next up to this crazy madness is Dave with uh, his top three picks. Okay, so um, they basically talked about all three of my beers before so um i'll start with the 35k cool um great stout I, i'm not always a huge sweet stout fan but um roasty coffee some chocolate in the nose and then a roasty flavor with a full body and just that lactose sweetness that comes right at the end and sits on your tongue um, the very good stout. Mm. I would give that a four. But. Well, how about that? A body should really not make that sound. Great beer. <coughs> um, next, the <laughs> bay and pepper your buns or uh, your bread. Yeah, your bread. Yeah, yeah that's what you said. So um, I can really tell that there's a chef's influence in this beer because there's a savory quality. Um, from the herbs that comes in and it's really well balanced so it's like its own beer and food pairing all in one kind of thing see um great just a hint of funk just the right amount of funk at the end um you know kind of like the movie car wash just a little bit of funk right at the end Mm. so um i would give that one a four as well about that i probably shouldn't make that sound finally the brown note (laughs) yeah so (laughs) where to start um it's nice to look at um but not the label well yeah no i I like it because you know a lot of times when you're going to a beer store and there's so many beers and they're like you know you could spend three days just picking through stuff a lot of times i find myself looking for interesting labels now that can be hit or miss because on the one hand they're so creative and proud of their beer that they've spent as much time with the appearance um, and the packaging as they have making a great beer or on the other hand they're great marketers but not very good brewers so it can be iffy i think it works in their favor this time you know um so then you you taste it man and this is what a brown ale needs to be it's it's you know if what is it about five percent i think that's that's in the mild range sounds about right english milds or even I think this one's really more of an American mild. That's one of the hardest things to brew well. You know, uh, the mild brown ale was historically the English equivalent of the saison. It was for the farm hands. After a hard day's work, you come in, you get a little mild brown, fill you back up, and then you can go back out and work, and you're not wrecked from drinking a high gravity beer. 
but it has so much flavor and so much complexity to it. I, I find this to be an amazing beer, and I'm probably going to try to score a few bottles of it somewhere. Mm. So I'm giving this a five. Wow. Yay! <clears throat> All right. Listen, hang time. Give me another. So um, it's uh, interesting you guys are uh, so well-aligned even um it was you know all these are really great beers so but dave you have to hand it that there's a a natural play with that brown note label and (laughs) yeah and your and your future t-shirt so so we should we should see if we could license that you know and say if this guy would have left the cork in yep see (laughs) he wouldn't have had that problem Yeah, I'm telling you, it's just a natural play for uh, your catchphrase. I like that. <clears throat> well, we're going to take a uh, another quick segment break here. We'll be back with uh, Zane's uh, top three interview and good old boy Mike's. Stand by. Come right back and enjoy uh, some more discussion on Against the Green. Hey, thanks for coming back, even at the prospect of wearing one of those shirts from Dave, you know, <laughs> that frightens you. This is Sip, Suds, and Smokes, where we're talking about Against the Grain. It's a brewery takeover edition. We're talking about six beers from from them today. So uh, next up to talk about his top three is going to be Zane. So Zane, what's in your top three? Well, I like to do a countdown just because ooh, ooh, I like countdowns. So I'm going to go three, two, one on this. Okay. Uh, my number three is uh, the brown note. Ah. Um, I when I first tried it, it was really way too cold. I pulled it straight out of the fridge and drank it, and, mm. and the to me at that temperature, the malt and the hops kind of were staring at each other across the room like a uh, divorced couple at their kid's <laughs> wedding. <laughs> Oh, that's you funny. Know, they, wow. I love that. There, but they were just separate and like they hated each other. And then as it, but but you know, as it warmed up, it just really became much more complex, and the body kind of developed, and it, it just balanced out and became really delicious. Um, I, I would say this is a beer that needs to be enjoyed at its proper temperature, but when it is, it will be enjoyed. Huh. So what you're saturating on the brown note. Um, I've got to give it a, um, I would probably give it a three, but I got to say just because of how rocky it was uh, at first, but I got to give it a one on the label. I know I'm the, oh, uh, oh man. Yeah. Wow. All right. We're going to go with three, which is, ah, what a relief there's for that. <clears throat> he has potential. <laughs> no, no. It, the beer is very good. But if I were to walk through a liquor store and see that on the label, I don't know that that would be the first thing I'd buy. It was the first thing I bought. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. All right, so what's up next, dear Zane? All right, so um, my second pick is the uh, Bay and Pepper Bretts. Um, really has a nice lactic sourness, and um, I think that the Bay and Pepper flavors just work really well in there. I kind of agree with Juliana. I think she nailed it on that one. Uh, it's it's like having a great pasta dish or a great stew with your beer all in one. And I got to say that uh, 
the Josh Lehman down at the Grail. The Grail's one of my favorite hangouts. And um, he nails it every time. For a pasta dish, what, what are you going to rate it? What's your son's rating? rate it a number four. A number hey, four. See? Hey, should not have to make this sound. <laughs> hey, hey, Chino, don't do that. <laughs> Put the gork in it. <laughs> and I would say my number one would be the Kentucky Ride Chicken. Wow, how about that? <clears throat> I, I, again, with Juliana, the um, the rye, both from the grain that they used to brew the base beer and the rye that they used in the barrels to age it, the rye whiskey, that is, uh, both come out beautifully, and it creates a dangerous and seductive beer that you could easily get very, very drunk on. Hmm. So what's your sets rating on that? My son's rating on that is also a four. A four. A body should make not make that sound. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> well uh, some great beers, and uh, swing around to my tasting notes and uh, top three picks in no particular order. Um, I am going to uh, say first the uh, 35K um, was uh, one of my top three. You know, I, I loved uh, Reverend Mark's uh, choice, which is, hey, yo, people at left hand, uh, move over. Because uh, that, that really embodies quite a bit of what I thought about this beer at first, which was, huh, I've had this before, but it, this is actually a little bit better than something I've had and couldn't mm-hmm. quite put my finger on it until you said that. And I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's totally it. Uh, <clears throat> so I wrote down solid, uh, really dark roast. I mean, this is like super dark, like inky dark. And... You know, I guess for a milk stout, I, I guess I tend to think not quite that color variation, you know, is, is really quite that dense and dark. Um, I'm thinking more like imperial, you know, uh, stout, <clears throat> where things are really kind of inky and uh, viscous as well. But a really solid beer. Um, I, I like the roastiness of this. It just That's really what, what got me on this. Uh, a really solid four on that. A body should not make that sound. So, uh, also in my top three is uh, Viva Italia. It's a bay and the peppers with the breads. So, it's a beer. It's uh, very, very good. Uh, you know, when I sit down, I have a little bit of uh, pasta. I want to come home and come, uh, do a cappuccino. Uh, you know, uh, it's a beer that I like very much. And so, uh, you know, you kind of taste it and it comes across uh, like a malta. Is I say it, it's a malta. It's a malta. It's a malta come forward. And I wrote down without like a spicy meatball. It's a spicy meatball <laughs> in, in in a cup. So uh, me and Gino, we sit down. We go, hey, Gino, Mikey, what are you thinking about this? We go, hey, I think it's a saison. It's a saison. It's a saison. It's a saison. So I wrote down, it's a saison. And when I read the descriptions, it's a saison. So for a saison with a little bit of bread. It's a big amount of forward. It's a it's a really good sour. So for us, the sour beer is uh, it's a very good. So me, Gino, we give the salad a four. You know, usually, usually you insult an entire state, but now I think you alienated an entire. You say I've been banned. They're just gonna greet me right there at Rome Airport. They're gonna go, hey, you, it's a beer guy. You, right there, out. We're gonna send you back. No more pizza. Back to France. (laughs) No more pasta for you. 
No, no, witty. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. I was just waiting for, yeah. for, you, for you to come up with one one line from Monty Python to, to jump in on this one. I'm sure there is one. Anyway, not too many Italian no, Monty Pythons. Yeah, no. exactly. a lot of French. Yeah. They like they hate yeah. the French. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah that's, if if it was the French, we would have plenty of things to chime in on. So, yeah, um, really great beer though. Um, and uh, it, it's all that flavor, you know, it's coming. When I was reading the description, I was like, oh my goodness, is there anything other than the kitchen sink in this? I mean, I was just waiting for, yes, we decided to just cram a meatball in the, <laughs> in the recipe at the end of the day. That's the next yeah. version. The next version, bay and pepper with, with meatball. Meatball. Exactly. With bread. With the meat. Well, you know, speaking of Monty Python, though. <laughs> I, 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 of course. Yeah. Like, like right on cue. Let's do it. I would I would say let's kind of bracket aside the Italian thing and I I find this particular saison to be very medieval. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is it it ha, it, it's 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 a very uh gruet uh forward kind of beer. Yeah. It's very gruet. And I'm a I'm also a mead maker, so I really prefer my gruets in mead. And that's mm. one reason I didn't rate this one as a top 3. Hmm. Um I thought it was fine. But, uh, like I say, I prefer my gruits in my meads. Hmm. I think that bay adds a lot that the hops in the Cezanne base don't have. It's definitely one of those beers that you're going to pick up and you go, huh, I've never tasted anything like this before. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just uh, wanted to refresh my, my memory around it is that, yeah, you'll, uh, I mean, the, the, the bread presentation is definitely going to, capture your attention and and that malt but uh then there's all these you know soup things <laughs> going on with it too so mm-hmm. just uh drop an immersion blender and hit play you know sounds good to me yeah pretty mm-hmm. wild all right so my last pick is uh it's gonna be the brown note oh yeah <laughs> of course um and uh so i'm gonna give the label a five <laughs> Just to balance things out here with Zane, uh, Fair but <laughs> yeah, the uh, the tasting notes I had around uh, the brown note are uh, it just tasted like this really good bitter tootsie roll. It just had incredible balance that I really loved around it. And you know, um, we, we've had some really great browns on this show, and um, Dave Brown, yeah, the well that too, but. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, I think uh, one of the there's a couple of other Browns that I I tend to think of when I am thinking reference beers. Bell's Brown is mm-hmm. is one of those, and uh, Four Hands mm-hmm. um, uh, Cast Cast Iron Brown yeah. is you know a couple of what I consider a, a couple of Browns that are shipping right now. Um, you know this uh, this really has. Uh, a lot of potential to to hit a, a very broad range of really great palettes, um, and I and I think would really meet the needs of what a lot of people are looking for. Maybe this is a little bit sweeter than what some people might be thinking of, and I think that's the reason why I chose a a tootsie roll as opposed to just kind of a, a roasted you know uh, kind of note to it. Mm-hmm. There is a bit of some sweetness to it, but I really really like it, um, and it's just all that really great balance uh, around it. The, the fact that they paid attention to the bittering around this tells me that they just didn't... This was definitely not their first recipe. This this feels like something that's had gone through a lot of uh, a lot of trial and error to the point that they went, yep, 
sweet it's bitter it's all kind of working together and um i can tell that um there's a lot of love around the bell note <laughs> so uh my son's rating for the brown note is going to be four which is a body should not make that so sound. would you say this is your favorite of the well th- those are three completely different beers um right. well i'm just trying to find out if it's your number one or your number two it's a number two <laughs> if you look at the label it's definitely the number two yeah, we're just gonna have to cut them off aren't we we, we are we're just you know <clears throat> every moment whole thing. hang on a second let me rip that cable out good luck with that what happened to dave's mic i don't know <laughs> i'll pantomime the rest of my appearance so there are a couple of beers that we did not uh, get to chat about and we got a couple minutes here to uh uh, discuss these. So nobody picked uh, Five Roses, um, which is the name of the spear is uh, Five Roses from the All Funked Up series. I said that pronunciation rather well and carefully there, Dave. Emphasized the in <clears throat> Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the Coles version on Red Cypress is what this was. You know, um, it wasn't that this uh, struck me as um, not what I was thinking of. Uh, so, you know, I... I I thought I'd cover a couple of quick tasting notes around a couple of these things we did not get to. So this beer had, uh, I don't think if I find my note here, I think this is the cola one. Uh, Nope, not that, not that, not that. Um, Yeah, this sweet cola taste. Hmm. Yeah, and tangy. It's like somebody... uh, Took a uh, a wedge of a lime, <clears throat> poured a flat uh, a flat cola, any variety, and um, put a put it in a bottle. Cuba mm-hmm. Libre, yeah, yeah, <laughs> virgin Cuba Libre. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm also thinking this is a Kolsch, and a Kolsch is a light hybrid, cold fermented German ale. It's a uh, gateway beer, if you will, that brings bud drinkers into the promised land. It strike me of, as a gateway of, to anywhere. No, I just said when I saw Kolsch and then barrel aged, I thought emptying the bottle. Don't do that. <laughs> so that was my reaction. Wow. <clears throat> Any other comments about that beer? Tree bark. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I I mean, it was a little disappointing yeah. to me. I thought it was I, just. Eh. I, I was hoping it would be kind of cool, you know, but tree bark. Yeah, definitely. Well, the other beer we didn't uh, get to chat about was uh, Citrus Down. Um, awesome name. Yes. <clears throat> so I guess one of the things that struck me about this is it really presented itself as a single uh, hop profile. I mean, it, the citro is really coming through so hard and fast. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm sitting here and I'm actually reading all the other things they're putting in this, I mean, here's the rest of the grain bill. They're saying, in addition to having citra in this, it has American, uh, has pale, Vienna, Munich, um, or the other hops that are in there. And I'm sorry, but if they're in there, they got lost. Because all I can taste is the citra uh, that's in this. That's it. Yeah, I, I actually yeah. kind of like that. I, I thought that the um, it really showcased those citra hops well. Even though it had some other things in there, it brought that citra to the forefront. It's almost like everything else was the background singers that made the lead singer shine. 
You know what I'm saying? You got like hand motions, you know, <laughs> going down. So we, the, yeah. Yeah, we the mulch the, were the pips. Was Gladys Knight? Yeah. I, um, I didn't have a problem with them just using citra hops. I think what it what bothered me is that there wasn't a good balance of early and late edition hmm. of the citra to wow. me. And I felt like it it was just more bitter than and, true. And, the, and the late edition stuff didn't really like come grapefruit out. bitter. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, and I thought also because this this is a double IPA, there are just so many incredible double IPAs out there mm-hmm. that it really wasn't even on my top ten list. Yeah. There's no way. It's, so it's, I it's, couldn't it's really put it in a top right. three even here. Right. right. No. Yeah. It's good beer, but well, I mean, it, it was very. It was good. Yeah. yeah. And the mouthfeel on it wasn't, to me, where it needed to be for a double IPA. Yeah, it was a bit thin. So, I mean, for somebody who loves citra hops, this is their thing. Because it's a big citra bomb, but just not what I wanted. Well, uh, if I had to put this in a category, this is the uh, twin brother of the uh, Weyerbacher Simcoe, isn't it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just it's because it yeah it, it really presents itself as a one hop wonder, mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know even though it's really not. So anyway, well, <clears throat> interesting discussion had about uh, some of these other uh, beers we didn't put in our top three. So Zane, I know you uh, and you get around to the to the brew pub quite a bit, and I know that Juliana and Dave have been been there as well are there any beers that we didn't talk about you feel or at least worth note uh on as we're talking about against the grain well one of the things that's very interesting about against the grain is they use their brew pub as kind of a pilot brewery for what they bottle and distribute yeah and so when you go there you're likely to get anything they have um five or six categories they have the hop the malt the smoke the dark uh, the session and the uh, whim and so anytime you go there you can just basically order by name you just name one of those categories or you can actually name the beer itself uh, and they'll serve it to you and it's really interesting because you kind of never know what you're going to get and when they first start out some were hit or miss but they've really nailed it down and they've really improved a lot over the years and I would say that when you go there you can try some really interesting things and then based on kind of how people react or what they do, that's that's what they brew and bottle. Um, so I would, if, if you ever get in the Louisville area, I would highly recommend going down to the ballpark. If you have a chance, watch a game, watch the Bats lose. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then go down to the brewery and have a beer and, you know, suck it up. And, uh, and they've got wonderful food as well. Um, and just try to, you know, just try what they've got because they've got, I mean, they, they make up recipes all the time. These are some of the most creative people I've ever met in my life. Um, excellent brewers. They really know their stuff. And it's it's worth going down there and just picking something out. And, and I have to say, although they don't really bottle a lot of their smoked beers, those are some beers worth trying. They make some very excellent smoked beers. Hmm. 
Yeah, I, I second that. And also their Cascales. We oh, had man. an amazing ESB when we were there. And I was completely blown away because it's kind of like tucked in the corner of the bar. And unless you're really looking for it, you don't see it. But, oh, my God. Oh, they're amazing. <laughs> they great. I mean, some of their some of their hidden gems are are really something to speak for. Mm. Exactly. <clears throat> well, uh, it was really great our discussion here today on uh, against the grain, and I like to think we uh, we covered a good broad base of the beers they have to offer. So uh, definitely have an opportunity to get a hold of some of the beers or drop by the brew pub in person. You should definitely do that. So, but uh, definitely great stuff for today. So, uh, thanks to all the listeners uh, here at Sips and Smokes. You can catch all of our episodes online on iTunes, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Uncle John's Basement, and Spreaker, our native media host. Our terrestrial radio stations are always wondering why in the heck do we actually not pull the plug on these people? But they still keep us on. And if you'd like to hear this show on your favorite radio station, send them a note, not a brown note, send them a nice note, and copy us as well. Wow. <laughs> you can reach us online anytime at. I want to hear a brown note. <laughs> can send me the brown note uh you can reach us online anytime at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com fan mail to dave can be sent to info at sipsudsandsmokes.com as well slash brown note keep it clean folks (laughs) please no use underwear ever i'm already at a less than first name basis with my mailman so our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every single day at it's at Sip Said Smoke is our handle. Our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news, so definitely check us out on there. Listen, do us a favor if you're listening to us online and rate this episode. That's a really big help to us. It helps us get to the top of a lot of search engines and other people can find us as well on the on uh, online as well. I want to thank my co-host for being here today. Reverend Mark, thank you. Good to be here. Juliana. Cheers, everyone. Good old boy, Dave. Leave the cork in. (laughs) Good old boy, Zane. Thanks for joining us today. Good old boy, Zane. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, hey. (laughs) Super. Well, this is good old boy, Mike, asking you to come back once again and keep on sipping. Keep from falling like a star when you make that dizzy climb oh this is the night and the heavens are right on this lovely This has been a one tan hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>